The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to Privacy Week on the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, we started our week-long deep dive into a subject that's critically important to marketers in every industry, in every business, in every channel of marketing, privacy. For those of you who missed our conversation yesterday and are catching up, every day this week, we're going to publish an episode that covers how you can stay out of trouble by understanding the rules for online privacy. Joining us for Privacy Week is world-renowned privacy expert, Casey Chappelle, who is the data protection officer for GoCardless. Casey has worked as the in-house counsel related to privacy for large enterprises, including eBay, Vodafone, and American Express Global Business Travel. She has a wealth of information related to privacy and legal matters, and we're very excited to have her on the podcast. Yesterday, Casey walked us through some high-level rules for privacy, specifically related to international privacy protection and GDPR. And today, we're going to turn our attention to the rules for data capture. Here's the second part of our interview with Casey Chappelle from GoCardless. Casey, welcome back to Privacy Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. It is great to have you here. Yesterday, we talked about some sort of high-level rules and what data you can capture and GDPR. And we started off very high-level, and I want to get more granular and specifically talk about data capture. So let me frame the conversation this way. I'm a marketer. I want every piece of data that is relevant to understand who my customers are what their behaviors are with my website and potentially other websites. And I want to know where I can find them. And I want to know what they're interested in so I can find people that are just like them. How do I not go to jail? (laughs) So let's think about data protection law for a second. Obviously, it's in a marketer's best interest to have as much data as possible. It's in every company's best interest to have as much data as possible. But what a data protection law like GDPR says is that You have to minimize the data that you get. You have to have a legitimate reason for having the data, and you have to be transparent from wherever you're collecting it from. So if you're, say, publishing a web form, then it's really clear to the individual who's filling out the web form that you're getting their data. So maybe you have fewer prescriptive obligations around transparency for the web form, but if you're getting data from other sources, how is it that you're going to provide that transparency? How are you going to let people know that you're getting that data from those other sources? And how are you making sure that the collection of that data is legitimate? 
These are the things that data protection law tries to put a little bit of rigor around. So what it says is you should have a notice. You should tell people you're collecting the information. And this is what I think that marketing companies in particular are going to struggle with because there are so many third-party sources of the data. Let's dive into that a little bit more, and I'll give you a couple of scenarios. When I have a web form on my website, I want as few fields as possible because the less information that I have to capture increases my conversion rate for somebody to fill out that form. So I can ask someone for their name and their email address, and that's probably the minimally viable form. Maybe I don't even need their name, but let's just say I need that. There are services in the background that can then take that name and email address and provide me a wealth of other information about them. How is that addressed by the privacy community using a third-party data source to be able to collect information that wasn't given to you personally? Well, I can talk a little bit about my own experiences at GoCardless. Obviously, we're a B2B company. We spend a lot of time thinking about lead generation, lead enrichment, lead qualification, data enrichment. It's gotten harder. GDPR puts a lot of controls around the building of those kinds of dossiers of individuals that you can use then to enrich and enhance the data sets that you've already got. Because the law says that people need to know that you're doing that. They need to have controls around it. And there needs to be a justification, a legal justification for the creation of those dossiers. So a lot of the companies that have been involved in lead generation and data enhancement are finding that their data sets are getting smaller and their clients are getting more demanding because the clients want those lead generation companies to be able to justify their data processing activities. We've seen some companies that do it really well. And we've seen some companies that you get on the phone with them and you say, well, tell me about your GDPR compliance program. And it's like the shrug emoji on the other end. Right? That's a pretty big red flag. And we've had to terminate a couple of relationships because of that. I think it's imperative for anybody who's collecting that information and intends to use it to be able to explain where the information is coming from and to make sure that the providers of that information can demonstrate that they've done so lawfully. I think that means that some of that information is going to be less available than it has been in the past. So as the marketer, when I am buying data from a provider or a data source, I'm using a lead generation service. Who's at risk here? Is it the lead generation service is responsible for capturing their data in a appropriate way? Or is it the end user of the data? Can I get in trouble? Let's say I'm working with a lead generation source to do data enrichment for the people that are visiting my website. Am I on the hook there for buying the data from them? Or are they on the hook for capturing it and then selling it to me? Well, everybody's on the hook. Data protection law has a distinction in the law about roles and responsibilities. So companies that are collecting information for their own purposes are data controllers for that information. There's another concept in the law called data processors. Those are the vendors, the suppliers that you use that support your business processes. A lot of marketing companies are going to be processors on behalf of other companies that are the data controllers. Now, under the previous version of European data protection law, data controllers bore almost all of the liability for compliance because processors really could say that they were just acting at the direction of the controller. The new version of the law puts some additional obligations on processors now. So that means that if you're bringing on another company who's performing these activities for you, you as the controller are responsible. But that processor is responsible too, and both could incur liability under the law. Now, lead generation is an interesting one, right? Because in a lot of cases, the creation of those dossiers is happening without you, the company purchasing the dossier, really controlling how that happens. Those companies really should be acting as controllers for the creation of those dossiers. When they share it with you, you're still a controller too. You're both liable. 
And that means that you have a responsibility to make sure that the information sources that you're getting this from are also acting responsibly. If they've broken the law and you acquire it, then you've broken the law too. That's tricky. So it sounds like the guidance for marketers, not to put words into your mouth, but the guidance for marketers is that while you are onboarding data providers, you need to ask them what their compliance policy is with privacy rules and regulations, specifically GDPR, if you're marketing towards European customers. There is a newfound respect for supplier due diligence, I would say, as a result of GDPR. And a lot of companies are putting a lot of work into that because you can't have willful blindness here, right? You have to be on top of where the data is coming from. I think it's not only a newfound respect for selecting the right vendors, but it's also a newfound fear of capturing data. And there's, like I mentioned in our first episode, there is this balance of wanting as much data as you could possibly get, not knowing when it will be valuable to help with your targeting and help with your marketing automation. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So my question here is while you're capturing data, how do you figure out what is a reasonable amount of data to capture? What are the guidelines for what is relevant? The law lays out some pretty clear guidance on that. And that's one of the areas where there's been a lot of thinking put into it. You have to have a business purpose for the data that you're collecting. You can't just collect something without having a use for it in mind. You have to document that purpose. So in all of your processing activities, this is one of the significant changes in GDPR. You have to maintain a register of all of the ways that you're collecting and using and sharing information. You have to enumerate the business purposes for that information, and you have to have a legal justification. Now, this is where the law gets a little bit into the weeds. The legal justification, I think there are like six of them that could potentially apply. There's only a fraction of those that actually apply when you're talking about marketing activities. You can do it with consent. You can do it because it's necessary for the performance of a contract with the data subject. 
or you can do it under something called a legitimate interest, which means that you as a company have a legitimate reason to process this information that is not outweighed by the rights of the data subject. It's a little bit of a balancing act, and there's some guidance on how to do what's called a legitimate interest assessment. This all gets really prescriptive and operational, and I apologize if anybody's eyes are glazing over at this point. But I do think that those requirements of the law provide a little bit of a roadmap for companies who want to make sure that they're only collecting the data that they need and they're doing the right thing with the data. I think at the end of the day, there is a balance here. And when you talk about legitimate interest, it sounds like the law is understanding that there are times when data collection, like lead generation, is appropriate and necessary. I think there is also a balance for harvesting as much data as you can without a legitimate business need also becomes a privacy risk, and you need to be sensitive to what the end consumer's rights are. It's a very complicated subject. At the end of the day, for marketers that are looking to collect data, specifically with lead generation, what guidance would you have to make sure that they stay compliant with privacy regulations? I think anybody in the marketing industry is going to have to put some serious thought into hiring an expert. I think if you're intending to operate in the space, having a data protection officer or even just having a member of a legal team or some sort of an outsourced expert who can craft the processes that you need to have in place to make sure that you continue to operate lawfully, that's just invaluable. That can save you a world of pain later on. I hear you at an enterprise level, having somebody on the legal team in your in-house counsel that understands the rules and regulations of privacy. I've seen it firsthand working with you at eBay, how valuable that can be. What about for the little guys? You know, I've asked this question so many times. How do you maintain something as prescriptive as the GDPR without having a full-time expert on board? There's a real cottage industry that has risen up over the last year or so here in Europe that's outsourced data protection officer services. And I know a couple of people that are running some pretty interesting organizations in this space that will provide support as it's needed rather than having a full-time expert. I think it helps to have somebody craft for you a little bit of a checklist maybe. When is it that you as a company are going to be making decisions that have a privacy impact that you might need to escalate to get real advice on? Having just some basic checklists that helps you understand when what you're doing has a real privacy impact and when you need to ask for real help could be a great way to handle this. And having somebody lined up that can be that help when it's needed is a good way to make sure that you're not falling into some of the pitfalls of the law. So I'm hearing two primary tips that I want the marketers listening to this podcast to pay attention to with relation to data capture. First, when you are using third-party vendors to capture your data, you need to understand what their data capture policy is because they are not the only ones that are liable for capturing the data in an appropriate fashion. And two, just like you have a lawyer that looks over your contracts, you also need to find a resource that can help you understand what impact your data collection policy and outreach policy has on your consumer's privacy. And there are consultants and third-party counsels that can help you with this if you don't know someone. We will try to find some resources and put some links on our website to help you find them. So I think that's a great stopping place for today. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Casey for joining us. Don't forget that we'll publish an episode related to privacy every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we'll be discussing the privacy rules for email marketing. 
If you can't wait until the next episode and you'd like to learn more about Casey, you can click the link in our show notes to see her bio or go to gocardless.com. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, we want to thank you for being a member of our community. If you have questions, comments, you'd like to reach one of our guests, if you have any suggestions for topics we should cover, click the link in our show notes for the Contact Us page. You can also find links to our Twitter or LinkedIn pages, or you can just search Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, in your social networks. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Privacy Week with Casey Chappelle from Go Cardless, we've got a bunch of great episodes lined up over the next few weeks. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.